Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Another mass shooting in California. We have the story. Suspect killed, three deputies wounded in a Dodge City gunfight. I'm Dan O'Neill. Wichita police seek public's help, an investigation of the shooting of a teen Sunday. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Wintry weather starts to take shape across south-central Kansas by early this afternoon into tonight. How much snow could we see? Our complete forecast is coming up in just a few minutes. The suspect involved in a shootout that injured three law enforcement officers in Dodge City Monday morning has been connected to a double murder in Arizona. Phoenix police say a 28-year-old man and a 27-year-old woman were found shot to death at a home Sunday afternoon. The suspect and a woman companion were then tracked out of state. The pair were spotted Monday morning near Mineola. Deputies attempted to pull them over, but the suspect sped off. A chase continued into Ford County that ended with a shootout in Dodge City. Two Ford County deputies were injured. One transported to a Wichita hospital in serious condition. The other listed in good condition. A Clark County deputy was also injured and transported to a Wichita hospital in serious condition. A highway patrol trooper received injuries after he was bitten by a canine officer, but not seriously. The suspect was shot and killed. The woman in his vehicle was hospitalized in critical condition. The KBI is conducting an investigation. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. The KBI has identified the dead suspect now as 39-year-old Leroy Malone of Phoenix, Arizona. Another mass shooting in California. At least seven people were fatally shot in two related shootings in the coastal community of Half Moon Bay. The San Mateo County Sheriff's Office says the 67-year-old suspected shooter was arrested, identifying him as a resident of the community. Officials reveal four victims were found dead at one scene, a fifth taken to a hospital with life-threatening injuries. Three more victims were found dead at a second crime scene. California Governor Gavin Newsom tweeting tragedy upon tragedy, reacting to the state's second mass shooting in three days. The White House says President Biden has been briefed and has asked federal law enforcement to provide any necessary assistance to the local authorities. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. House Republicans are demanding that the Secret Service turn over visitor logs for President Biden's Delaware home. Fox's Jackie Ibanez has details. House Oversight Chairman James Comer sent this letter to the director of the Secret Service requesting records after the agency said last week it would hand over its own visitor logs to President Biden's Wilmington home. According to that letter, Comer is requesting all documents and communications related to visitor information at President Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home from January 20, 2017 to present. Meanwhile, as the Senate returns today, Senate Intel Chair Mark Warner still waiting for a briefing and threat assessment on both the Trump and Biden docudramas. And now that we know some of the latest documents seized were from Biden's time in the Senate. The president voluntarily allowed the FBI to search his house Friday. Wichita police are asking for the public's help in the investigation of a shooting that injured a 17-year-old girl over the weekend. Early Sunday, officers were flagged down at Lincoln and Oliver the girl was in a vehicle with two men at Oliver and Harry. When another car pulled up next to them, someone fired multiple gunshots. The girl was hit, as well as the car she was in. She was hospitalized. Anyone with information is asked to contact WPD detectives or Crime Stoppers at 267-2111.
Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple tells KNSS News he and city council members are going on a road trip today to the Kansas capital. The council is going up to Topeka, uh, to the capital this week. We have what's called um, Local Government Day, uh, which is really an opportunity not just for us in Wichita, but also for local governments throughout Kansas to come up and talk about the priorities uh, that they would like to see. Uh, happen at, in a state level that could positively impact the local level. Whipple commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stephen Ted of the Morning Show on KNSS. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. College basketball, the Jayhawks in action last night, the Wildcats tonight. We'll take a look at both those games coming up in sports. And a high school in Massachusetts is having a major problem with turning off the lights. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted now, 8.08, 8 minutes past 8 o'clock. Police have identified a man killed in a shooting Sunday in Salina as 35-year-old Corey Riley. A 30-year-old woman has been arrested and on suspicion of first-degree murder and drug charges in connection with that case. Protests continue in downtown Atlanta for the construction of a new police training facility. Now officials are charging more than a dozen people with domestic terrorism. Fox's Steve Harrigan with more from Atlanta. What started out as a peaceful demonstration to mark the death of an activist last week turned violent in downtown Atlanta. Riders in hoodies and ski masks set a police car on fire and used hammers and rocks to smash building windows. The trouble began last week when police tried to clear 25 campsites for members of a group called Defend the Forest, who opposed construction of a police training center, which opponents call Cop City. Law enforcement officials say a Georgia state trooper was shot and wounded during the operation by a 26-year-old activist who was killed when police returned fire. The protesters are demanding an investigation into the shooting. Six of those people who were arrested made their first court appearances yesterday, facing numerous charges. Most were denied bond because of flight risk. The state of New Mexico makes a move to codify abortion rights. State Attorney General Raul Torres has asked the state Supreme Court to nullify abortion ordinances that have recently been passed by local leaders, saying they overstep local government authority to regulate health care access and violate the state constitution's guarantees of equal protection and due process. Torres says the ordinances are significant even in regions with no abortion clinics because they threaten to restrict access to reproductive health care in people's homes. More than half of U.S. abortions are now done with pills rather than surgery. It's not clear how soon the New Mexico Supreme Court could decide to take up the issue. Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. A high school in Massachusetts having a major problem with turning off the lights. It's been a long time since the lights were turned off at Minnetonk Regional High School. A computer server controlling the lights failed and could not be fixed. The result? Lights are now on 24-7, costing the school and its taxpayers thousands of dollars. And the dilemmas made national headlines, as it was mentioned on Saturday Night Live's weekend update on NBC Saturday. Due to a computer error, a school in Massachusetts has been unable to turn off its lights for over a year and a half. The students are doing fine, but the classroom hamster has gone insane. (laughs) 
To finally fix the problem, the server and lighting panels will have to be replaced along with a software update to the tune of another seventy-five to eighty thousand dollars. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. KNSS News time now, eight ten. Ten minutes past eight o'clock. And right now in traffic, well, on the highways here in Wichita, things are actually looking really good. And the traffic uh, conditions, more or less good this morning. So everything's going to be all right today. We'll be able to make that same claim about tomorrow. We do still have a uh, stalled out or abandoned vehicle southbound I-235 right around the ramp to Kellogg. Want to watch out in that area, but the traffic volumes are a little bit lighter right now. So Things moving along fine at the moment. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. An area of low pressure is now making its way into western Texas. We are going to be on the colder side of that, meaning we'll likely see some flurries at times possible this morning. A mix of rain and snow as we go into the early afternoon. Then a quick transition to snow with a high 36. Occasional snow through tonight, shallow 28. Then flurries end by tomorrow morning with a high 37, potentially 1 to 3 inches across parts of south-central Kansas. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Now cloudy sky and even 32 degrees freezing. Southeast wind at 3 miles per hour. KNSS weather brought to you by the Monarch, featuring a variety of apparel, glassware, and gifts for the bourbon lover in your life. Available for purchase at the Monarch's 579 West Douglas. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS and one of our uh, weekly guests here with Stephen Ted is Tom Hine from the Kansas Department of Transportation. We usually talk to him at about seven thirty on Wednesday mornings, and we'll talk with him tomorrow. But he's here for a special, a special update this morning. Because uh, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Stephen Ted. There's a there's breaking a news, big project going on, and we want to get the word out about uh, uh, what some uh, some meetings. Tell us about this the K ninety six improvements project. Uh, yeah, we're in the very beginning stages of design work on the K96 improvement area. That's from 135 uh, on the east side of town down to about central. Uh, we are going to host a public meeting on Tuesday, February 2nd from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we want to invite everyone to come out and take a look at our plan so far. There are a lot of improvements to be made on that corridor. If you drive it, you know how, how packed it is. We see 62,000 vehicles in one section of that each day. And we expect that uh, in the next few decades, that will go to 100,000 vehicles. And so we, we see the need to expand that corridor of K96. Okay, so from where to where? It's, if, if, how, how big a stretch is this you're talking about? Several miles? This is, this is from I-135 all the way down to about central. So that's about nine miles. I-135, Okay. I, I, so the east leg of K96 okay, goes wait, okay. east, and, it, and then it folds down and goes towards Kellogg. Right, right, right. Okay. And the, I, I'm looking at the notes here, and it looks like it, yeah, you're talking about 100,000 vehicles a day, and the improvements, uh, we're going to widen We're going to widen the roadway? That's correct. We're going to go from four lanes to six lanes, and we're also going to make improvements at seven interchanges. Wow, so a lot of work to be done. Uh, it's a it's a huge project, and like I say, we're just in the beginning stages. So we're we're starting to formulate how those interchanges might look, and uh, some of them are improvements to the interchanges, and three of them are complete rebuilds, like Woodlawn, Rock, and Webb Road. So 
So th- this is a pretty major project, and we're well out in front of it, but we want the public to come and look at those design concepts and give us their input. Well, that's, that's a good deal. Folks, you, you know, all of a sudden they see folks, the construction out there, they don't know what's going on. Well, this is a chance to be well-informed about what's happening. And, uh, again, where are we going to where are you going to do this? Uh, uh, what's the location, time, and place? This will be February 2nd on a Thursday from yeah. 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., and it will be at the National Center for Aviation Training, which is at the Jabera Airport. And that's for 4004 North Webb Road in Wichita. Okay, and that's on... February 2nd at uh, Jabara Airport. All right. Uh, right. 5 to so 7 p.m. Open house. open house from 5 to 7, so they can come and go at any time. But at 6 p.m., we'll have a formal presentation. So if they want to see the presentation, 6 p.m. is your target time to be there. But we'll have displays up and lots of design engineers in the room from 5 to 7. All right, Tom. All right. Thanks for being with us, and we'll check with you again tomorrow morning. Tom, Very good. Tom Hine from uh, the Kansas Department of Transportation. Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Ted had the day off yesterday because yeah, yeah three day weekend. Uh, how'd that go? Did you enjoy your three days? There? I got to thinking last night. It's amazing, just one day, but I so much more rested and I got so much more done on the weekend. Yeah, that's right. It's just one day. Just just one day. But you it can just s- makes a ton of difference having a three day weekend rather than a two day. You recharge your batteries. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, Saint Shelley yesterday uh, taking find uh, finally getting all the decorations. Uh, taking on, she has several big boxes of stuff. I mean, her uh, Nutcracker collection is unreal, and she's got one. Uh, the last one to come down last night and be put away is a big one with the the guy's got kilts on and he's got white hair. He's a Scottish guy, and that's uh, that's me. That's my. That's your. Yeah, supposedly that's me. She's got all thigh, you know, Salvation Army themes. She got all kinds of themes, so it becomes a Nutcracker. Place. So anyway, all the decorations are down, stored away for another year. Yeah, it's so much more another fun putting months. up the Christmas decorations. Yeah. Taking them down is a drag, man. Especially if you can make some sort of a family deal where you have people over and, and maybe you have some punch and, and some good Christmas music. Yeah. But Christmas season is pretty much behind us now. Long gone. And yet, it was less than a month ago. Yeah. But it seems like a long time ago. I've even got some of my bills paid. From Christmas. From Christmas. <laughs> uh, today is uh, Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. Big day, big day in uh, computer history on this date in 1984. Apple Computer began selling its first Macintosh model, which boasted a built-in 9-inch uh, monochrome display, a clock rate of 8 megahertz, <laughs> and 128K of RAM. I don't know what that means to this day. What's a clock rate, Jed? Yeah. It's just a way to to gauge how fast the computer processes okay. processor speed. By the way, the Macintosh is spelled M A C I. It's not spelled the way my my so family. You don't get did. any residuals. I have not gotten any residuals no. from that at all. That's unfortunate. Years. Yeah, They've stolen my good name, our I, good name, and family. Name. I have also been corrected on something I said earlier. No, I was talking about how it didn't have an internal hard drive. Uh, the floppy disk drive was built into the case. So ah, I guess you could say it kind of did have an internal hard drive because that floppy disk drive was built into the case, but it it didn't because that's not what we consider a, well, you know, <laughs> a hard drive to this day. You know, so The yeah. first automobile, you know, it was pretty primitive. Fred Flintstone had to operate it with his big feet, <laughs> that's, that's you know. Right. And, <laughs> well, the 128K Macintosh had a mouse. 
which was revolutionary at the time as far as an input device. Uh, How many buttons would you gather that mouse had? I don't know. Two? Nope. Just one. Okay. That's (laughs) enough. By the way, the sale price for that first uh, computer was $666.66. Coincidentally, the sign of the devil. Mark of the beast. The mark of the beast. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wait a minute. Where did you get that figure? Oh, I don't know. From the Internet. Where do you think? It's well, a, it's, you it's got this thing called the Internet. Also yeah, a tool find... of the beast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's, it's not correct. All right. The, the introductory price for that was almost $2,500. Okay. $2,495. Where'd you the... get that from? The Internet. Yeah, Wikipedia. <laughs> so, so you both got it from the Internet. I got mine from Wikipedia so whose source well? is right? No. Apparently my computer over here is not as fast as his or as, as accurate. Anyway, yeah. more fake news from us. Uh, <laughs> 819 Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS Sports Time with Ted Woodward We do know that K-State's playing some good basketball right now Yep, and that's reflected that? in the new uh, polls that came out yesterday Purdue is your new number one team in the nation The Boilermakers are 19-1 and one. Kansas State moves up 10 spots in the coaches poll Whoa. Kansas State is now number 5 in the nation With a record of 17-2 and two. They've won 11 of their last 12 First time K-State's been in the top 5 in 12 years Kansas dropped seven spots in the polls, but the Jayhawks are still in the top ten, ranked ninth in the nation, despite coming off back-to-back losses. All right, KU was in action last night. Ninth-ranked Kansas visiting 17th-ranked Baylor, a matchup of the last two national champions in college basketball. Jayhawks fell behind early in Waco and really had trouble making up ground for most of the game. And you heard the game last night on 97.5 and 1240 KFH, but the Jayhawks fell six points short. Brian Haney had the call. Bears win at 75-69 to in a wild game for Kansas. They dig themselves a 13-point deficit, come all the way back to take a 46-45 lead that lasted all of 10 seconds. Bears then go on a big run with some controversial foul calls in the midst of it that led to a Bill Self technical. There were two and ones and a three on a big 9-2 swing in momentum that favored the Bears, and ultimately they pull ahead for good. You love the fight to the finish by Kansas, who cut it to two possessions late. Jayhawks have lost three in a row, and they've lost their last three trips into Waco to take on Baylor. They'll talk about it tonight on the weekly edition of KU Hawk Talk with head coach Bill Self. That'll be at 6 o'clock tonight over on KFH. Jayhawks are getting ready for a road game at Kentucky coming up on Saturday evening. Meanwhile, fifth-ranked Kansas State hits the court tonight. The Wildcats visiting 12th-ranked Iowa State. Top two teams in the conference. First place is on the line. FanDuel has K-State as a four-and-a-half-point underdog because it's very difficult for opponents to win in Ames. Iowa State is 10-0 and on home court this season, winning those games by an average of 24 points a game. First time these teams have ever met when they're both in the top 15, Wildcats and the Cyclones. That'll tip off at 8 o'clock tonight, nationally televised on ESPNU. Juco men's basketball, 16th-ranked Butler Community College on the road, visiting last place Colby. That game got snowed out last week. They'll make it up tonight. Dennis Higgins. We'll have live coverage of the Butler Grizzlies at 7.15 tonight. It's on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. As Butler is on a five-game winning streak, the Grizzlies are ranked number 16 in the nation. Colby has lost 11 in a row. Pro football, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals will play late Sunday afternoon. The winner will go to the Super Bowl. What about Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes? He has a high ankle sprain. His progress will be day-to-day for the next five days leading up to that game. We'll see how it recovers. 
Here's a Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey, talking about his quarterback buddy, Patrick Mahomes. It's just a mentality you have to have no matter who it is. You know, I've, I've unfortunately been a part of, you know, when Pat comes, goes off the field, when Tyreek has been off the field, you know what I mean? Got in, very impactful players uh, leave the game because they're injured. You have to have the next man in mentality, man. And it is what it is. No matter how great that player is leaving, the next guy's got to be able to step in uh, and, 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 and provide, you know, success for us, man. Just be able to go in there and ball, man. And that's uh, sure enough, that's what Chad did, baby. Of course, Chiefs Bengals. That game will be live Sunday. You can hear it all right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Back to men's basketball. Big upset last night. The Bethany men win at home, and they beat the number two ranked team in the nation, stopping Oklahoma Wesleyan and its 15-game winning streak. Bethany wins at 66-61. Bethany men have won three in a row, two of those three against ranked teams, and last night against the number two ranked team in the nation. And a happy birthday today to former Kansas City Royals two-time All-Star Whit Merrifield is 34 today. The Royals traded Witt to the Toronto Blue Jays last season. Whit Merrifield is 34 today, and that is Sports with Stephen Ted. All right, Ted, 823 now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minutes. More questions about the Justice Department and the search for documents. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve Backenstock, Ted Woodward. 32 degrees now. Two students are dead after a shooting in Iowa's capital city at a learning facility. Police in Des Moines say officers found two kids shot and a teacher hurt at a school program housed in a business park near the downtown area. Those students were taken to a hospital where they both died. The teacher who was hurt was, at last word, in serious condition. Police say officers stopped the car two miles from the scene and now have multiple suspects in custody. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds serves on the board for the Starts Right Here program geared to at-risk youth. She said she was shocked and saddened by the shooting. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. Kansas lawmakers are looking at ways to cut taxes. Governor Kelly is speaking out on a new bill that would make changes to the state's income tax. She says it's similar to a flat tax and would set the state's rate at 5% for everyone making $15,000 or more. The concern uh, that people have with something like that flat tax is whether it will generate enough revenue over time. There are whole host of ways to design a flat tax, uh, and the devil will be in the details. The Kansas Chamber of Commerce says the bill would likely lower taxes for people and businesses. Wichita City Council members will attend a workshop today. Mayor Brandon Whipple tells KNSS News. Our Diversity, Inclusion, and Civil Rights Advisory Board has met in, or continues to meet, and are working on a strategic plan uh, for the next year or so. Basically, you know, lots of cities that we're comparable to who have these type of boards, it's, it, these boards are, are put together to figure out how can we come together as a community and really celebrate uh, uh, the differences uh, uh, within our community. Whipple commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stephen's Head of the Morning Show on KNSS. 
Oregon rolls out a legal helpline for abortion access. The Oregon Department of Justice launches a reproductive rights hotline aimed at providing free legal advice to those seeking access to abortions. Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum saying in a statement, Even in a state like ours where abortion is legal, confusion and fear has ensued since the U.S. Supreme Court struck down the constitutional right to obtain an abortion last June. The Democrat adding, this is especially important because we share a border with Idaho, which has a near total abortion ban. Reps say the line will be staffed by lawyers, explaining residents or folks in other states can call anonymously and receive a call back from an attorney within 48 hours. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. A search is on for a body after a funeral home van was stolen. Police in Illinois have released surveillance photos of a man suspected in the weekend theft of a funeral home van that contained the remains of a man. That vehicle was taken from the Collins and Stone Funeral Home in Rockford along the Illinois-Wisconsin border. It was found Sunday about 90 miles away in Chicago, but the man's remains were not inside. Rockford police say they're working with law enforcement agencies throughout the area to help locate the missing remains. Rich Dennison, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Precipitation is already increasing across south-central Kansas. We will see a mix of rain and snow from time to time. Our high later on this afternoon, 36. With a transition to snow, we may see 1 to 3 inches across south-central Kansas with a low in the upper 20s. Snow will continue through about noontime tomorrow. Flurries during the afternoon with a high 37. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. Now a cloudy sky, southeast wind at 3 miles per hour, 32 degrees. Stephen's head of the morning, 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. This is the only place you're ever going to hear entertainment news, The Blur with Ted Woodward. Ted? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Here we go. Here we go. Oscars are here. Nominees. Allison Williams and Riz Ahmed will unveil the Oscar nominations live from the Academy's Samuel Goldwyn Theater, 830 Eastern. The first batch of nominees will include supporting actor and screenplay categories, followed by the top categories, which include leading acting, directing, and best picture. Front runners this year include Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, The Fablemans, and Tar. Last year's event was the talk of the globe following the Will Smith, Chris Rock slapping incident. This year, Jimmy Kimmel returns as host of the 95th Academy Awards, which air live from Los Angeles, March 12th. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Of course, those Oscar nominees just announced this morning, but um, we'll have a whole recap on all that coming up tomorrow morning on The Blur Entertainment News right here. Let's see what's going on in the world of rock music. I'm Michelle Polino. Stevie Nicks is kicking it live in 2023. The former Fleetwood Mac star is extending her touring plans to include 14 solo dates across the country, as well as joining Billy Joel on some co-headlining dates. The tour will kick off on March 15th. Joel and Nicks are set to play their first co-headlining date at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, March 10th. Tickets for all dates go on sale Friday. Susie and the Banshees frontwoman Susie Sue will make her first live appearance in the U.S. since 2007. The 80s superstar will co-headline the Southern California Cruel World Festival in Pasadena May 20th. The 80s-dominated festival will also feature Iggy Pop, Billy Idol, Adamant, Echo and the Bunnymen, The Human League, Gang of Four, Gary Newman, and Love and Rockets, who haven't played in North America in 15 years. Tickets also go on sale Friday. That's Fox Rocks on Fox News.
Here we are on the 24th of January. It's January 24th, and this is your Fox Daily Snapshot. It's Beer Can Appreciation Day, where we all get to recognize the day in 1935 when the American Can Company, in partnership with the Gottfried Kruger Brewing Company, delivered 2,000 cans to drinkers in Richmond, Virginia. Other notable dates in beer can history, the first pull tab can debuted in 1963 in Pittsburgh, PA, and the first stay tab can was introduced by the Fall City Brewing Company of Louisville, Kentucky in 1975. Also on this date, the book Scouting for Boys was published by the first Chief Scout and Boy Scout founder, Lord Robert Baden-Powell, in 1908. It would go on to become the handbook for the worldwide scouting movement. And the John Ford film The Grapes of Wrath, based on the John Steinbeck novel, was released in theaters in 1940. If it's your birthday today, you share it with singer Neil Diamond, born in 1941. I'm Tushar Saxena, and that's your Fox Daily Snapshot. Online pushback after Kim Kardashian gave a lecture. At Harvard. So she was invited to speak uh, about her shapewear line, which is called Skims. It launched in 2019. It has maybe worth $3.2 billion. So it's a big success. It's actually really hard to find some of the items that you want. Um, This wasn't a class at Harvard Business School. It was an assignment for Harvard Business School. A lot of people were saying, well, this should never be a course. It's like, no, 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 it's just an assignment. They had to look at how she did this. She said, it's such an honor to be here, a bucket list dream. Well, critics aren't having it. Um, one said she sh- Harvard should be ashamed of themselves. That's uh, Fox Business's Lauren Simonetti with that report. So Kim Kardashian basically attached her name to a girdle. Yeah. $3.2 billion. Yeah. yeah, that's all. Did she design it? Did she manufacture it? See, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't think she did. Somebody else probably She was just smart enough. Oh, uh, yeah. That's correct. To do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 75 years ago today, it came out in Wichita movie theaters, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. What a movie. Directed, written and directed by John Huston. Humphrey Bogart and Tim Holt, a couple of downtrodden men, join forces with a grizzled old prospector, Walter Huston. Walter Huston. The director's father, as they look for gold in Mexico. A lot of it was shot in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Was that unusual to go outside the United States. Did Walter get an Oscar for that? Yeah. It's on the National Film Registry. Of course, you also had Robert Blake playing a Mexican boy selling lottery yep, tickets. Selling tickets. John Houston was in the movie himself yep. as a guy in a white suit. Tonto, Jay Silverheels, played an Indian guide in the movie as well. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't uh, realize it. Uh, on review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes, the film is one of the few that have an approval rating of 100%. Got nominated for four Oscars. Did not win Best Picture, but it did win Best Director for John Houston, Best Supporting Actor for his dad, Walter Houston. And best screenplay for John Houston. The Houston family got three Oscars out of that movie. Talented The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Critic Leonard Maltin calls it one of the 100 must-see films of the 20th century. Directors Guild of America has it in the top 60 best-directed movies of all time. Director Stanley Kubrick says it's his fourth favorite film of all time. Director Sam Raimi ranked it as his favorite film of all time. Director Spike Lee listing it among the top 90 films every aspiring director should see. Treasure of the Sierra Madre, celebrating its 75th anniversary today. 20 years ago today, released in Wichita movie theaters, the musical Chicago, based on the Broadway musical of the same name. Renee Zellweger, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Richard Gere, and uh, boy, it it was a biggie. Six Oscars for this movie, including Best Picture. 
It was the first musical to win Best Picture since Oliver back in the 1960s. Catherine Zeta-Jones won an Academy Award. So it was a big time. Wow. Chicago celebrating its 20th anniversary today. Today would have been actress Sharon Tate's 80th birthday. Of course, she was victim of the Manson murders. Right. She was eight and a half months pregnant when she was killed. Sharon Tate was only 26. She was in the Valley of the Dolls. Hello, Mother. But I just sent you $50 last week, Mother. Okay. I'll take the minked Uncle Iris again. He'll give me a couple hundred for it. Mother, I know I don't have any talent, and I know all I have is a body, and I am doing my bust exercises. Goodbye, Mother. I'll wire you the money first thing in the morning. Goodbye. Sharon Tate. Hmm. She would have been 80 today. She's killed at age 26. Yep. Oh, how about this voice? Here comes. Boogie there, boogie there. There go. Boogie there, boogie there. Ray Stevens, singer Ray Stevens is 84 today. Got a Grammy for his song, Everything is Beautiful. He's in the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. And, of course, he had a number one hit here with The Streak. Hit number one on the charts with that novelty song in the 1970s. Happy birthday to Ray Stevens. He's 84 today. All right, last night, the season premiere of The Bachelor, mm. Bachelor Zach, got to meet 30 women who are out to wow. conquer his heart. So, of course, there's always a lot of fun and levity when you're meeting 30 women. He got yeah. to meet Kat. I see you look at the mansion. It's kind of scary and big in person, huh? No, it's me. No? Okay. I'm from New York. You know oh, this. Oh, yeah, New York, yeah. Exactly Cool. Am I right? Well, how can I forget the Gabagool? <laughs> my bad, my well, bad. Well, we'll talk inside. All right. All right. All right. Bye, Cat. Love ya. <laughs> See you, Cat. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Plenty of time for levity. A lot, a lot of flirting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but ma, oh, oh my. When, when you start kissing these ladies, yikes, then things get really, dr- mm. a lot of drama. <laughs> when you got Madison kissing <laughs> Zach. I did kiss him. I wish I wish it was more. <laughs> the kiss was subpar. It was literally a peck. Ooh, things didn't. That was not a good kiss. She, she said it was bad. And Madison and Zach. Yeah. Oh, Zach is not a. Huh. Apparently, he didn't lay one on. Not, not just kind of gave her a little. Not quickie. much of a smoocher yeah. there. Yeah, huh? apparently not. Oh, maybe Zach. Maybe there's not a lot of. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of connection there between Madison and Zach. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. We're underway. Oh, the next boy. season of The Bachelor on ABC. Madison and Zach. <laughs> That's entertainment news with Stephen Ted. All right. Uh, 8.45, Stephen Ted. Coming up, we've got the Wichita Business Journal update. Hospice firm is moving into a downtown Wichita office. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS, 8.49 here on this Tuesday morning. Three big things. Three. Wichita Mayor and City Council members traveled to Topeka today 
for Governor's State of the State speech and local government day. Two. Shootout in Dodge City leaves Arizona murder suspect dead. Three deputies wounded. One. Another mass shooting in California, this time in the northern part of the state. Seven dead. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. I just got a notice from uh, Tom Hine at the Kansas Department of Transportation telling us about some uh, late-breaking lane closures at the North Junction today. Uh, Single-lane traffic southbound I-135 from 45th Street North to the North Junction, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. in that construction project. Basically, they're they're closing a lane there uh, southbound on I-135 from 9 to 3 this morning, 45th Street North to that uh, construction area. Traffic on KNSS is brought to you by Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Located downtown at Market and Waterman and online at carlstire.com. Your home for complete car care. Winter weather advisory today and tonight. 50% chance for snow today with less than a half inch accumulation expected. High today, 36 degrees. Then tonight, a 70% chance for snow with 1 to 3 inches accumulation. Overnight low, 28 Wednesday, mostly cloudy. Tomorrow's high, 38 degrees. Now a cloudy sky, 32 degrees. And we have a southeast wind at 3 miles per hour. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS, trading underway on Wall Street this morning. And the markets are down. The uh, Nasdaq's down just under 9 points. Uh, Dow is down 124. And the S&P 500 is down 12 points. And let's take a look at a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. Ridership at Wichita Dwight D. Eisenhower National Airport still on the rebound from the travel impact of COVID-19. The latest information from the Wichita Airport Authority shows the airport hosted more than 135,000 passengers in November. That pushes the 11th month total from last year to 1.4 million people. That was up 21% compared to the year 2021. And while the full-year numbers for last year haven't yet been released, an estimated total points to a year that largely came back to pre-pandemic levels. Since July, the airport averaging a year-over-year increase of about 11% each month. As it approaches one year since seeing its first patient, Serene Palliative Care and Hospice is moving into larger office space within downtown Wichita. On February 1st, the home hospice care provider which saw its first patient in April of 2022, is headed to the fourth floor of the Riverview building at 345 Riverview. From its current office in the Strategic Workplace building at 5025 East Kellogg, Serene's sister company, Mobile Medical, moved into Riverview last summer. Susan Giovanni, Serene's medical director and a doctor of osteopathic medicine, said, in addition to the value of being just one floor away from Mobile Medical, The centralized location and significant size upgrade made a good fit of it. That's business news this morning. Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. All right, Ted, good to have you back in here after. Good to be back after a three day weekend. See those one days, you know, one extra day is can be a kind of a lifesaver if you're doing morning radio, and we've been doing it for a long, long time. This is Stephen Ted show number six thousand three hundred forty. Oh my. To give you an idea, yeah, three forty. And plugging away here and uh, trying to do our best to entertain and abuse you every morning here on KNSS. Uh, this is uh, January twenty fourth. On this date in eighteen forty eight, James W. Marshall discovered a gold nugget at Sutter's Mill in Northern California, a discovery that led to the gold rush of forty nine. Changed 
Everything. Yeah. There you go. Everybody headed There's out to gold. California. Gold in them there hills. Today is uh, International Day of Education, celebrating the role of education in global peace and sustainable development. So many of us believe that the more education you got, the better it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, sadly, however, over 72 million children around the world do not have access yeah. to sad. education. That's un- just unbelievable. I've always, in our house, uh, education was always huge. My kids were growing up. And my wife and I made it uh, very clear to them from the time they got into kindergarten, you're not going to school 12 years. You're going at least 16. <laughs> you're going to get a degree. And that, and they both did. I'm so, and Shelly and I are proud of that. And not having an education immediately puts those 72 million youngsters way behind. Way behind right away in their lives. Sure it's does. Sad. Uh, all right, Education Day, International Day of Education. Uh, I celebrate that. And I know you do, too, Dad. You value your education. National Compliment Day, uh, you know, and this is offers a really good way for you to brighten someone's day just by giving credit for a job well done. Don't have to be phony about it. You don't have to say a whole lot. Just uh, find something that you like and say, hey, I really appreciate that. It's, uh, you know, it's always uh, good to hear from, from somebody that they just, they appreciate what you do. Mm-hmm. So pay somebody a compliment today. It'll make you feel better, too. Coming up, we've got the Glenn Beck program here on KNSS. That's a great show. David Tice Compliment. is going to be a guest, and it says, uh, what would life be without power? So he's an expert on power. He's going to tell us about that. We've got the KNSS news at the top of the hour. Another mass shooting in California, seven dead this time. Hey, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show, and news updates all day. Stephen Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. Look for some snow this afternoon at a high today of 36 it's degrees. Jesse Kelly here. I can't.